Welcome to the Faith Comes From Hearing podcast. This podcast will be a sharing of part of my morning routine as I prepare for the day with the Word of God. We will be partaking of Puritan prayers from the Valley of Vision, each day's morning devotional from Charles Haddon Spurgeon's Morning and Evening, and we'll be reading from the Legacy Standard Bible, which is the newest and, I believe, the most accurate translation of the Word of God. We will be following a Bible reading calendar that provides for reading the whole Bible in a year that was created by Minister Robert Murray McShane for his congregation back in 1842, and that has been a part of my daily reading for over six years now. Good morning and welcome to the Thursday, April 27th episode of the Faith Comes From Hearing podcast. I'm Wayne Floyd, your host. The Faith Comes From Hearing podcast is a humble member of the Christian podcast community. You can find us over at christianpodcastcommunity.org. Definitely worth your while to look to listen to and to go take a look at. I'd also point you at the final link in our show notes, continue to remind you of that. That is for the Vale Valley Baptist Church Gifts In Go campaign. We are striving to rapidly pay off our mortgage so that we can commence establishment of a Christian classic education-based school. Uh, so go ahead and click on the link. You should be It'll be a much more thorough description than I just gave you. And then we would ask three things of you. We'd ask for you to pray for us. We'd ask for you to prayerfully consider giving to us. And we'd ask for you to pass the link along so that others can do the same. All right. Sorry. Uh, day really got away from me here. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to do the Bible readings for today. I'm not, I, I'm sorry. I wanted to get the Bible study out, but I just wasn't able to get everything ready for that, for the seat, for the evening segment. So again, we're just going to do our Bible readings. I will have it done for Friday evening. So let's go ahead and open up. Let's go ahead and get on through this. Uh, we're going to be doing opening up with the fifth day morning prayer. It's called the giver. Let's pray. Creator, upholder, and proprietor of all things, we cannot escape from thy presence and control, nor do we desire to do so. Our privilege is to be under the agency of thy omnipotence, righteousness, wisdom, patience, mercy, and grace. For thou art love with more than parental affection. We admire thy goodness, stand in awe of thy power, abase ourselves before thy purity. It is the discovery of thy goodness alone that can banish our fear. Allure us into thy presence, help us to bewail and confess our sins. We review our past guilt and are conscious of present unworthiness. We bless thee that thy steadfast love and attributes are essential to our happiness and hope. Thou hast witnessed us thy grace and mercy in the bounties of nature, in the fullness of thy providence, in the revelations of scripture, in the gift of thy Son, in the proclamation of the gospel. Make us willing to be saved in thy own way, perceiving nothing in ourselves but all in Jesus. Help us not only to receive him, but to walk in him depend upon him, commune with him, follow him as dear children, imperfect but still pressing forward, not complaining of labor but valuing rest, not murmuring under trials but thankful for our state, and by so doing let us silence the ignorance of foolish men. Amen. All right, now our morning devotion for April 27th for uh, from Spurgeon's Morning and Evening. The text for it comes from Psalm 67, 6. God, even our own God. It is strange how little use we make of the spiritual blessings which God gives us, but it is stranger still how little use we make of God himself. Though he is our own God, we apply ourselves but little to him and ask but little of him. How seldom do we ask counsel at the hands of the Lord? How often do we go about our business without seeking his guidance? 
In our troubles, how constantly do we strive to bear our burdens ourselves, instead of casting them upon the Lord, that he may sustain us. This is not because we may not, for the Lord seems to say, I am thine, soul, come, and make use of soul come and make use of me as thou wilt thou mayest freely come to my store and the oftener the more welcome it is our own fault if we make not free with the riches of our god then since thou hast such a friend and he invites thee draw from him daily never want whilst thou hast a god to go to never fear or faint while thou hast god to help thee go to thy treasure and take whatever thou needest there is all that thou canst want Learn the divine skill of making God all things to thee. He can supply thee with all, or better still, he can be to thee instead of all. Let me urge thee then to make use of thy God. Make use of him in prayer. Go to him often, because he is thy God. Oh, wilt thou fail to use so great a privilege? Fly to him. Tell him all thy wants. Use him constantly by faith at all times. If some dark providence has beclouded thee, use thy God as a sun. If some strong enemy has beset thee, find in Jehovah a shield, for he is a sun and shield to his people. If thou hast lost the way in the mazes of life, use him as a guide, for he will direct thee. Whatever thou art and wherever thou art, remember God is just what thou wantest, and just where thou wantest, and that he can do all thou wantest. All right. Now into our Bible reading, uh, we're going to be reading Judges 7, Judges 8, the first 17 verses, uh, Luke 23, verses 13 through 43, uh, Psalm 97 and 98, and Proverbs 14, verses 7 and 8. So Judges 7. Then Jeroboam, that is Gideon, and all the people who were with him rose early and camped beside the spring of Herod, and the camp of Midian was on the north side of them by the hill of Moreh in the valley. And Yahweh said to Gideon, The people who are with you are too many for me to, for me to give Midian into their hands, lest Israel honor themselves, saying, My own hand has saved me. So now come, call out in the hearing of the people, saying, Whoever is afraid and trembling, let him return and depart from Mount Gilead. So twenty-two thousand people returned, but ten thousand remained. Then Yahweh said to Gideon, The people are still too many. Bring them down to the water, and I will test them for you there. And it will be that he of whom I say to you, this one shall go with you, he shall go with you. But every one of whom I say to you, this one shall not go with you, he shall not go. So he brought the people down to the water, and Yahweh, and Yahweh said to Gideon, Everyone who laps the water with his tongue as a dog laps, you shall set him aside by himself, and so also everyone who kneels to drink. Now the number of those who lapped, putting their hand to their mouth, was three hundred men. But all the rest of the people kneeled to drink water. And Yahweh said to Gideon, I will save you with the three hundred men who lapped and will give the Midianites into your hands. So let all the other people go, each man to his place. So the three hundred men took the people's provisions and their trumpets into their hands. And Gideon sent all the other men of Israel, each to his tent, but retained the three hundred men. And the camp of Midian was below him in the valley. Now it happened the same night that Yahweh said to him, Arise, go down against the camp, for I have given it into your hands. But if you are afraid to go down, then both you and Pura, your young man, go down to the camp, and you will hear what they say, and afterward your hands will be strengthened, that you may go down against the camp. So he went with Pura, his young man, down to the outskirts of the armed men that were in the camp. 
Now the Midianites and the Amalekites and all the sons of the east were lying in the valley, as numerous as locusts, and their camels were without number, as numerous as the sands on the seashore. Then Gideon came, and behold, a man was recounting a dream to his friend, and he said, Behold, I had a dream. A loaf of barley bread was tumbling into the camp of Midian, and it came to the, to the tent and struck it so that it fell, and turned it upside down so that the tent lay flat. And his friend answered and said, This is nothing less than the sword of Gideon, the son of Joash, a man of Israel. God has given Midian and all the camp into his hand. Now it happened that when Gideon heard the account of the dream and its interpretation, he bowed in worship. Then he returned to the camp of Israel and said, Arise, for Yahweh has given the camp of Midian into your hands. And he divided the three hundred men into three companies. And he put trumpets and empty pitchers into the hands of all of them, with torches inside the pitchers. Then he said to them, Look at me and do likewise, and behold, I will come to the outskirts of the camp, and it will be that just as I do, so you do likewise. And I and all who are with me will blow the trumpet, then you also shall blow the trumpet all around the camp, and say for Yahweh and for Gideon. So Gideon and the hundred men who were with him came to the outskirts of the camp at the beginning of the middle watch, when they had just set up the watch, and they blew the trumpets and smashed the pitchers that were in their hands. Then the three companies blew the trumpets and broke the pitchers, and they held the torches in their left hands and the trumpets in their right hands for blowing, and called out, A sword for Yahweh and for Gideon, and each stood in his place around the camp. Then all of the camp ran, and they made a loud shout and fled. So they blew three hundred trumpets, and Yahweh set the sword of one against another, even throughout the whole camp, and the camp fled as far as Beth Shita, toward Zira. And, and as far as far as the edge of Abel Meholah by Tabith. And the men of Israel were summoned from Naphtali and Asher and all Manasseh, and they pursued Midian. Now Gideon had sent messengers throughout all the hill country of Ephraim, saying, Come down to meet Midian and capture the waters before them, as far as Beth Bara and the Jordan. So all the men of Ephraim were summoned, and they captured the water as far as Beth Bara and the Jordan. Then they captured the two princes of Midian, Oreb and Zeb, and they killed Oreb at the rock of Oreb, and they killed Zeb at the winepress of Zeb. Then they pursued Midian and brought the heads of Oreb and Zeb to Gideon from across the Jordan. All right, Judges 8, verses 1 through 17. Then the men of Ephraim said to him, What is this thing you have done to us, not calling us when you went to fight against Midian? And they strongly contended with him. But he said to them, What have I done now in comparison with you? Is not the gleaning of the grapes of Ephraim better than the grape harvest of Abiezer? God has given the princes of Midian, Oreb and Zeb, into your hands. And what was I able to do in comparison with you? Then their anger toward him subsided when he spoke this word. Then Gideon and the three hundred men who were with him came to the Jordan and crossed over, weary yet pursuing. And he said to the men of Succoth, Please give loaves of bread to the people who are following me, for they are weary, and I am pursuing Zeba and Zalmunna, the kings of Midian. But the princes of Succoth said, Are the hands of Zeba and Zalmunna already in your hands, that we should give bread to your army? And Gideon said, Thus, when Yahweh has given Zeba and Zalmunna into my hand, then I will thrash your bodies with the thorns of the wilderness and with briars. So he went up from there to Penuel, and spoke similarly to them, and the men of Penuel answered him just as the men of Succoth had answered. So he spoke also to the men of Penuel, saying, When I return safely, I will tear down this tower. Now Zeba and Zalmunna were in Karkor, and their camp, and their camps with them about fifteen thousand men. 
all who were left of the entire camp of the sons of the east. For the fallen were a hundred twenty thousand men who drew the sword. And Gideon went up by the way of those who dwelt in tents on the east of Noba and Jogbeha, and struck the camp when the camp was unsuspecting. Then Ziba and Zalmunna fled, and he pursued them and captured the two kings of Midian, Ziba and Zalmunna, and he threw the whole camp into utter fright. Then Gideon the son of Joash returned from the battle by the ascent of Heres, and he captured a youth from the men of Succoth and questioned him. So the youth wrote down for him the princes of Succoth and its elders, seventy-seven men. Then he came to the men of Succoth and said, Behold, Ziba and Zalmunna, about whom you reproached me, saying, Are the hands of Ziba and Zalmunna already in your hand, that we should give bread to your men who are weary? Then he took the elders of the city, as well as thorns of the wilderness and briars, and with them he taught the men of Succoth a lesson. And he tore down the towers of Penuel, tower of Penuel, and killed the men of the city. All right. Here we go. Uh, Luke 23, verses 13 through 43. And Pilate summoned the chief priests and the rulers and the people, and said to them, You brought this man to me as one who incites the people to rebellion. And behold, having examined him before you, I have found in this man no guilt of what you are accusing him. No, nor has Herod, for he sent him back to us, and behold, nothing deserving death has been done by him. Therefore I will punish him and release him. Now he was obliged to release to them at the feast one prisoner. But they cried out altogether, saying, Away with this man, and release for us Barabbas. He had been thrown into prison for an insurrection made in the city and for murder. But again Pilate addressed them, wanting to release Jesus. But they kept on, kept on calling out, saying, Crucify, crucify him. And he said to them a third time, Why, what evil has this man done? I have found in him no guilt worthy of death, therefore I will punish him and release him. But they were insistent with loud voices, asking that he be crucified, and their voices were prevailing. And Pilate pronounced sentence that their demand he be granted. And he released the man they were asking for who had been thrown into prison for insurrection and murder, but he delivered Jesus to their will. And, and when they led him away, they took hold of a man, Simon of Cyrene, coming in from the country and placed on him the cross to carry behind Jesus. And following him was a large multitude of the people, and of women who were mourning and lamenting him. But Jesus, turning to them, said, Daughters of Jerusalem, stop crying for me, but cry for yourselves and for your children. For behold, the days are coming when they will say, Blessed are the barren, and the wombs that never bore, and the breasts that never nursed. Then they will begin to say to the mountains, Fall on us, and... and fall on us and to the hills cover us for if they do these things when the tree is given what will happen when it is when it is dry now two others also who were criminals were being led away to be put to death with him and when they came to the place called the skull there they crucified him and the criminals one on the right and the other on the left but jesus was saying father forgive them for they do not know what they are doing and they cast lots, dividing up his garments among themselves. And the people stood by, looking on, and even the rulers were scoffing at him, saying, He saved others, let him save himself, if this is the Christ of God, his chosen one. And the soldiers also mocked him, coming up to him, offering him sour wine, and saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. Now there was also an inscription above him, This is the king of the Jews. And one of the criminals hanging there was blaspheming him, saying, Are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. 
But the other answered and rebuking him said, Do you not even fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? Are, are, and we indeed are suffering justly, for we are receiving what we deserve for what we have done. But this man has done nothing wrong. And he was saying, Jesus, remember me when you come in your kingdom. And he said to him, Truly I say to you, today you shall be with me in paradise. All right. Psalm 97. Yahweh reigns. Let the earth rejoice. Let the many coastlands be glad. Clouds and thick darkness are all around him. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne. Fire goes before him and burns up his adversaries all around. His lightnings light up the world. The earth sees and trembles. The mountains melt like wax at the presence of Yahweh, at the presence of the Lord of all the earth. The heavens declare his righteousness, and all the people see his glory. Let all those be ashamed who serve graven images, who boast of idols. Worship him, all you gods. Zion heard this and was glad, and the daughters of Judah have rejoiced. Because of your judgments, O Yahweh, for you are Yahweh most high over all the earth. You are exalted far above all gods. Hate evil, you who love Yahweh, who keeps the souls of his holy ones. He delivers them from the hand of the wicked. Light is sown for the righteous, and gladness for the upright in heart. Be glad in Yahweh, you righteous ones, and give thanks for the remembrance of his holy name. All right, in Psalm 98, a psalm. Sing to Yahweh a new song, for he has done wondrous deeds. His right hand and his holy arm have worked out his salvation. Yahweh has made known his salvation. He has revealed his righteousness in the eyes of the nation. He has remembered his loving kindness and his faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Make a loud shout to Yahweh all the earth. Break forth and sing for joy and sing praises. Sing praises to Yahweh with the lyre, with the lyre and the sound of singing, with trumpets and the sound of the horn. Make a loud shout before King Yahweh. Let the sea roar as well as its fullness, the world and those who dwell in it. Let the rivers clap their hands. Let the mountains sing together for joy before Yahweh, for he is coming to judge the earth. He will judge the world with righteousness and the people with equity. And finally, Proverbs 14, verses 7 and 8. Leave the presence of a fool as you have not known the lips of knowledge there. The wisdom of the prudent is to understand his way, but the folly of fools is deceit. All right, that is our scripture reading for, reading for the day. Now, our evening devotion from Spurgeon's Morning and Evening. Uh, the text for it comes from Psalm 1016. The Lord is King forever and ever. Jesus Christ is no despotic claimant of divine right, but he is really and truly the Lord's anointed. It hath pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. God hath given to him all power and all authority. As the Son of Man, he is now head over all things to his church, and he reigns over heaven and earth, and hell with the keys of life and death at his girdle. Certain princes have delighted to call themselves kings of the, pop, of the popular will, and certainly our Lord Jesus Christ is such in his church. If it could be put to the vote whether he should be king in the church, every believing heart would crown him. Oh, that we could crown him more gloriously than we do. We would count no expense to be wasted that could glorify Christ. Suffering would be pleasure and loss would be gain, if thereby we could surround his brow with brighter crowns and make him more glorious in the eyes of men and angels. Yes, he shall reign. Long live the King. All hail to thee, King Jesus. 
Go forth, ye virgin souls, who love your Lord. Bow at his feet, strew his way, and the lilies of your love and the roses of your gratitude, with the lilies of your love and the roses of your gratitude. Bring forth the royal diadem and crown him Lord of all. Moreover, our Lord Jesus is king in Zion by right of conquest. He has taken and carried by storm the hearts of his people and has slain their enemies who held them in cruel bondage. In the Red Sea of his own blood, our Redeemer has drowned the drowned Pharaoh, drowned the Pharaoh of our sins. Shall he not be king in Jeshurun? He has delivered us from the iron yoke and heavy curse of the law. Shall not the liberator be crowned? We are his portion, whom he has taken out of the hand of the Amorite, with his sword and with his bow. Who shall snatch his conquest from his? Who shall snatch his conquest from his hand? All hail, King Jesus! We gladly own thy gentle sway. Rule in our hearts forever, thou lovely Prince of Peace. All right. Well, again, that is our that is our uh, podcast episode for today. Again, I'm sorry about not having the Bible study ready, but I hope you have a wonderful day. I I would continue to implore you to do all that you do for the glory of God, and I hope to see you tomorrow. Um, let's go ahead and close out with prayer. We're going to close out with the fifth day evening prayer. It's called protection. Let's pray. O Lord God, thou art our preserver, governor, savior, and coming judge. Quieten our souls to call upon thy name. Detach us from the influence of the flesh and the senses. Impress us with the power of faith. Promote in us spirituality of mind that will render our services acceptable to thee and delightful and profitable to ourselves. Bring us into that state which attracts thine eye, and prepare us to receive the proofs of thy love. Show us our danger that we may fly to thee for refuge. Make us sensible of our sin's disease, that we may value the good physician. Placard to us the cross, that it may slay the enmity of our hearts. Help us to be watchful over our ways, jealous over our tempers, diligent over our hearts. When we droop, revive us. When we loiter, quicken us. When we go astray, restore us. Possess us with more of that faith, which is the principle of all vital godliness. May we be rich in faith, be strong in faith, live by faith, walk by faith, experience the joy of faith, do the work of faith, hope through faith, perceiving nothing in ourselves. May we find in the Savior wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, redemption. Amen. All right, again, hope you have a wonderful day, and I hope to see you tomorrow. Have a good one. God bless. (music) 